It says in um, the Shalah Kaddish that a person that's not well and can't learn Taita, what should he do? So he should uh, say parash, uh, the names of the parashis of Taita. Just say, so, to, so for some people, just to say, There's a yeshiva in Williamsburg Apparently, where yeah. the entire yeshiva is basically based on this, uh, this. This is how they function. They have a certain say there, a short part of the day where they learn, they take a learn. But most of the day, they're reading Gemara's, they're reading Mishnah's, they go through Shas once, twice, three times, they keep on reading it again and again. I think by them even is a thing. I don't think it's an issue with the Vayadam. Okay, let's begin. We're on Daf Mem Vov Ahmed Aleph, and uh, we're starting right at the beginning of the page. Rabzeira. Yeah, Rabzeira Cholash. Rabzeira wasn't feeling well. All legabe Rabavohu Rabavo went up and went to visit him. Kabbalalei Rabavo accepted upon himself that he misbach if Rabzeda will get healed. And the Gemara here uh, gives a very interesting nickname that Rabzeda had: Katina Chorich Shoki, the short one which has scorched legs. What happened? What is? Why did he have such a? First of all, he was obviously short. That's why he's called Katina. Chorich Shoki. Rashi is mitzayin to the Gemara above Metzia. The Gemara there says that Rabzeda would uh, put limbs of his body. He would put himself into an oven, into a hot fire, to test himself to see if the fire will affect him, to to know if Gehenim will have any effect on him. And uh, the fire never had any effect on him. Besides one time that there was a Ayin Hora. From somebody, and he put his uh, leg into the fire, and it did affect him. So since then, he was called the short one with the scorched leg. So the Gemara continues. He made a hachlata uh, kabul alei. He accepted upon himself that avidne That if he gets healed, I'll make a big meal and a big celebration for all the rabbanon. Ispach, and uh, the Ebrusha helped, and he was healed. Of it, so this So he made a big meal to celebrate the, for the rabbanon, as he accepted upon himself. When it came to beginning the suda, lemishri means to cut the bread, to make the bracha, and to start the suda and cut the cut the bread for everybody. Why don't you make the bracha and you cut the bread for all of us? So Rabzeda answered, do you not agree to the statement that Rabbi Yechanan said, the Omar Balabayis Baitseya? The Balabayis is the one that cuts the challah, cuts the bread for everybody, and he's the one that makes the bracha? So why, why are you giving me the honor? Shadaluhu. So Rabbi accepted what he said, and he cut it for everybody. Then, when it came to the end of the meal, and it came time to bench, Omalei, Sarabavo again, wanted to give the honor to Rabzeda, and he said to him, Nivrich Lanmar, you should lead the Zimun and bench for all of us. Omalei, so again Rabzeda responded, Do you not hold of what Ravhuna said, Ravhuna that came from Babel, he said to Omar, The one that began the meal, 
he and he began this so that he's the one that has to conclude as well. Mm-hmm. Since he started and made the bracha at the beginning, he also concludes at the end and the bench is for everybody. So the Gemara asks, Rabbi Vau himself, whose opinion was he following when he was giving the honor to Rabzeideh? He was following the opinion of Rabbi Yechenen in the name of Rabbi ben Yechi. What did he say? Balabayis Baitseya. Balabayis is the one that cuts the bread by the beginning of the Suda. But the guest is the one that you give the honor to bench. He forgot that Gemara at the beginning? Oh, Taisus asks that question. So if he uh, holds like Rabbi Yechinen that said in the name of Rabbi Shemay Yechi, so why was he giving him the honor to cut the bread in the beginning? Mm. So Taisus explains because he, uh, Rabbi Val was thinking since the whole Suda is in honor of Rabbi Zayda, so he's sort of the host of the meal. He's sort of the Balabais. Everything over here is being done in his honor. So he gave him the, the honor to, bench, to, to cut the bread in the beginning. That was his Svara in the beginning. But for the end, he didn't even have to come on to that svarah because he held up this opinion of Rabbi Yechenen that the Eirech Mavarech, that you give the honor to a guest to, to, to do the zimun and the lead the benching. Now the Gemara explains, Balabais might what's the reason why the Balabais is the one that cuts the bread at the beginning of the meal? So you should cut with a good eye, give everybody what they need from the Suda. If you give it to a guest that's not the host and it's not his, so he's embarrassed to cut a large piece for himself. It's not his, and he's, he's, he's going to go and give out pieces to everybody. So he's not going to cut a large piece. The, the Balabayis, which is hosting everybody, he's going to cut for everybody a nice piece. The guest is the one that should be benching, that should lead the Zimon. So the Bach says, So that when he benches, in his bracha of benching, you should also include a bracha that he'll bench the balabais, to bench the host that invited him to this meal. My mevarech, what would he say in his benching to bench his host? So this, is, this would be included at the end of the fourth bracha. You have these three brachas, and then there's the bracha of Atoiva Meitiv, and then at the end of that bracha, he would include the following bracha for the balabais. Yehiratzin, Shaloyevish balabais, Ba'ilam Azev, Eloyikolam, Ba'ilam he shouldn't be embarrassed in this world, and he should not be humiliated in Eilam Abba either. This is the end of the statement that Rabbi Yechenen said in the name of Rabbi Shemim Ben Yechi, that this is the extent of the bracha that he gives to the Balabais. The Rabbi, Moisif Badvarim, and Rabbi would add other details that he would give to the Balabais, the bracha that he would give to the Balabais. The Yitzlach Ma'oid Bechol Nechasav, and he should be very successful with all of his possessions. His possessions and our possessions should be successful and they should be nearby. Talking over here about a person that owns land, real estate. So it should be nearby that he shouldn't have to follow, he shouldn't have to travel too far. The Satan should have no control over his actions and our actions. He shouldn't stand in our way, not in front of us, not in front of him. Any thought even of an Aveda, forever. This is the conclusion of the bracha that he benches the Balabayas. This bracha actually is brought in Shulchan Aruch. The Alter Rebbe brings in Shulchan Aruch as well. And this minig and this Indian that Eirech benches for the Balabayas and he benches, it's all brought there. But in the Seyyid, the Birch and the Alter Rebbe doesn't bring it. And it's not our minig to say this. 
And uh, if you look over here in the back of the Gemara, the, the uh, Taisus Yomtev asks a question. He says, it's a Dava Tamua. Why, why today, already in his times, we don't follow this minute to say this bracha for the Balabayas? The Rebbe Nasich is Mitzayin to a Levush, where the Levush says, Bachlal, this whole Indian, that a Balabayas gives a kibbut, dafka to the Eirech, to a guest, and the guest benches him. This whole thing was in this battle because it became, it, it became a whole machlaikis. Who should we be mechabed? Should we be mechabed him? Should we be mechabed him? So therefore the Levush says, when you mechabed somebody to bench, you just mechabed randomly. Whoever your eyes fall upon first. So it shouldn't become a machlaikis of who's going to have the opportunity to bench and who's going to have the opportunity to give the bracha to the balabai. So this whole concept of kibudim, it says, was bottle. So remember that. That's uh, the, the source of why we don't do this today. Just random do. Kenzai? But the Al-Tareb and the Sayyid of doesn't bring it. The Friday night does Indian not to give the... Yeah, if the Al-Tareb brings in a Sikha, then a Friday night the Balabai should bench, should bench himself. Hmm. Why is that? Hmm. It doesn't say a reason there. I'm not sure if it has a Mokir and Paiskim, but I, I, I saw it clearly in a Sikha of the Al-Tareb. Friday night the Balabai benches himself. Zimun, sorry, the Gemara continues, until where does the Birchas Zimun go to? Right, the one that's leading the benching and starts with Nevarich. Until where does that Birchas Zimun go? So the Rashi's Pshat in this Gemara is that the, the person that's leading the benching and other people are following what he's saying and they're listening to him. So until where does the uh, Birchas Zimun go that uh, other people that were eating and were listening to the benching, and then they continued eating later. So that the, since they listened, and uh, they're going to go and bench later themselves, they won't have to start benching from what they already listened to the zimun. They'll be able to continue further on later. So from, till, till where? Till where does the birch of zimun go to? Okay? Understand. You can continue just a second, just a second, one second. No, no. The pshat, the that I just said was is, is, is closer to Taisus pshat. There's two pshat of this gemara. Let me start again. Rashi's pshat. Rashi has a very, very chiddush the pshat on this gemara. Rav Rishayim disagree with Rashi's pshat. Ad heicham birchas azimun means that only if there's three people will you have to bench this part of benching. If there's two people or less, or even one person, he's not going to have to bench this part of benching. Until where is this? Let's first see the lashon of the gemara and I'll explain it again. Rav Nachman Omar. Rav Nachman says, Ad Nevarech. Person says, Nevarech, and then they answer, Baruch Shachalim Mishaloi. That's the end of the Birch HaSazimun. That's the extent of the part that if there's only two people or one person, you don't say that part. But you have to start benching from Baruch HaTashem, from the first Bracha, the Bracha of Azan. That's Rav Nachman's opinion. Rav Sheish Zomar, Ad Azan. Until the conclusion of the first Bracha, that's part of the Birch HaSazimun that's only said if you have three people. If a person is benching with less than that, two or one, you, you start from Neid You start from the second bracha. That's the, the, we'll see in a moment. The place is Pshat, but this is Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara. Let's go weiter in the Gemara. Name Katanoi. So the Gemara suggests that this argument is a Machloikis Tanoi. Tani because in one Braisa we learned, Bircha Samozain, Shnai Mushloisha. Benching has in it two or three brachas. That's what it says. Either two or three. Tanya Yidoch, in a different bracha, it says, Benching could have in it either three or four brachas. So what's the pshat in this bracha? Two, three, four, what's going on over here? So the people in the yeshiva that saw these two brachas thought that the pshat, that this could be resolved in the following way. 
The Kula Alma, so now if you take a look at our benching, what do we have? We have four brachas. There's the bracha of Azan, the bracha that starts Noidalacha Allah Oret, which is called Birchas Oret, the bracha of Rachim, which is the, the bracha of Baini Yerushalayim, and then there's the fourth bracha of Atoiva Meitev. So there are really four brachas in benching. And then if you want to include the, the Zimun that you begin Nevarech, that's a fifth bracha. So really there are five brachas in benching. So now the Gemara explains. The Kula Alma. Everybody agrees, The fourth bracha, or the fifth bracha, that's not minatayra, so that's not included over here. That was instituted much later, as the Gemara is going to explain to him. So, my love, don't you think that this is the machlaikis here? The b'raise that says that it's either two or three brachas, kesavar, his opinion is, adazon. That the bracha of Zimun goes all the way to Lazan. We don't divide it into two. The, 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 from the Varech until the end of Azan, that's one big bracha. So if you have Zimun, so then you have three brachas. <coughs> from the Varech until the end of Azan is one bracha, then Noida and then Rachem. Those are the three brachas. If you don't have Zimun, and you're starting from Noida, so you skip the first bracha, so you only have two brachas. So this would follow Rav, Nach, uh, this would follow Rav Sheshish's opinion. The other b'raise where it says that it's either three or four brachas, he holds, no, that nevarech, until baruch shachal mishaloi v'tu v'chayinu is one bracha, then the next bracha of Azan is the second bracha, noida is the third bracha, and rachem is the fourth bracha. So if you have zimun, you have four brachas, and if it's uh, less than zimun, and then you only have three brachas. So this, this would explain both brachas, and it comes out that the machlekes of Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes is a machlekes of uh, Tanoim. So the Gemara explains loy. No, not necessarily. This is not the pshat of here. Rav Nachman metaretz l'tameh, Rav Sheshes metaretz Both Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes could explain both brachas to fit with their opinion. Rav Nachman metaretz l'tameh, Rav Nachman would explain it according to his opinion. The Kula Alme Ad Nevarech. Both prices say that only until Nevarech, that is the first bracha. Hazan is already a second bracha. So Mandom Ashalosh Va'arba, the price where it says that it's either three or four brachas, Shape. That makes sense, like we explained, it's either three or four brachas. What's the pshat in the other b'raisa that it says that if you have zimun it's going to be three brachas and you don't have zimun it's only two brachas. Why is it only two brachas? If we separate nevarech from hazan it should be four brachas with zimun and three without zimun. So what's the pshat in this b'raisa? That b'raisa is talking in a case where you amend and you shorten the version of the benching when there are workers. We saw this a few times in the Gemara already. Workers have a responsibility to use every moment for their employer. So when they bench, we shorten the version of their benching and we include the third bracha, the last bracha, in the, in the second bracha. It's a shortened version that both brachas are included as one. And therefore it's going to be either two or three brachas, depending if there's zimun or not. The Amamar, because the, it was said, when it comes to workers, how do they bench? They begin benching like everybody else with, with Hazan, the first bracha. But the bracha of they include in the second bracha of Aretz. They don't say it separately into two separate brachas. This shows you which, right, so then if there's no, if there's no zimun, it's only going to be two brachas. This just shows you the responsibility of a worker. How much time are they going to save? 
15 seconds. It, it shows you one or two things. Either it shows you the responsibility of a worker, that even 15 seconds maybe counts, or it shows you how they bench. Maybe when they bench, they're, they bench with more kavana. So to have a whole separate bracha would have taken them another 5-10 minutes maybe. So one or the other, but this is, shows you what's going on over here. Rav Sheshish says, explains this b'ais according to his opinion. Everybody, both b'aises could agree to my opinion that the benching goes until azan. The first bracha, that is, goes all the way to azan. It's not two separate brachas. So the b'aises that says that we either have two brachas in the case when there's no zimun or three brachas when there is zimun, shaper, that makes sense because the first nevarech and azan go together. The other b'raiser that says that you have minatayra, either three or four brachas, that b'raiser is of the opinion that the brach of atoiva ametiv is minatayra. We don't paskin like this, but this is the, the, the pshat of that b'raiser that he held atoiva ametiv is minatayra. So the pshat that I learned in the Gemara until here is Rashi's pshat in the Gemara. So as I mentioned, Taisvis and Rav Rishayim disagree with this chat because it's a big pella. Taisvis asks on Rashi, does this mean that if a person does not bench with Zimun, you don't say the first bracha of benching? That's the main bracha in that Moshe Rabbeinu was misakin. How could you say that if you're not benching with Zimun, that you're going to have to skip that first bracha according to Rav Sheshis? It's a pella. The fact that you skipped the, the Nevorech according to Rav Nachman would make sense, but to say that you start with Neidef, you're not benching, that's the main bracha. So therefore most Rishayim say, that the Pshara this Gemara is behemshu to what we learned before. A person was in the middle of eating, and he had to interrupt his eating to listen to the Zimun. And he, was, he didn't eat, he was quiet, and he was listening to the benching of the person that was leading the benching. So the question is, when he listens to the benching, and then he continues eating, and he's going to bench later, where does he have to start his benching? Does he start, because he listened already, he heard that part of benching. Does he start from the first bracha of Azan, because only the Zimun, the Nevarech, is what he heard, and that he was Yaitzah, but he has to start from Azan, the rest he has to bench himself, or he starts from Naida, because the Zimun continues until the end of the Bracha of Azan. That's what it's talking about. But to skip the entire first Bracha, if there's no Zimun, that's a very schwer thing to understand. So the Pshad in the Gemara over here, according to these Rishonim, and Al Tarebah when he brings this Gemara, Paskins this way, is that what the Gemara is talking about is, when you have Zimun, like we learned already before, back then, Zimun meant that the person that was leading the benching didn't just say the first part of Nevarech Shachal Mishalai. He read the whole benching and everyone else listened. As we saw before, and we'll see again, the Gemara brings it again today, that you had to prepare and know the, all the bracha for the people that don't know how to read the bracha, and you would lead the benching. But here the halacha is as follows. What we see from our Gemara, not necessarily does one person have to say the entire benching. You could divide it amongst the people. Let's say one person only knows one bracha, the other person knows a different bracha, a third person knows the third bracha, so they could divide it amongst themselves with one condition. Every person has to say a full bracha. You can't break a bracha into two. So you can divide three brachas or four brachas amongst three or four people. That's what Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshis were talking about and over here in the, in the Braisa of Shloisha, when the Gemara brings up to compare to Shloisha, is it three brachas, is it four brachas? How do you break up these brachas? If you want to be mechabed, that a few people are going to bench, do you break it up into four? Because the first part of Nevarich is one bracha, then Azan is a second, and then Rachim is a third, and so on. Or do you break it up only into three? And the one that starts Nevarich has to go into the end of Berches Azan. And we pass in according to Rav Sheshis, that the bracha of Nevarich uh, and the first bracha of Azan is one hemshech, and that can't be broken up into two. 
And this is also the halacha lamaisa when you listen to a zimun, if you're in the middle of eating, and you're listening to the person that's saying the nevarech, you have to stop from eating and listen until he says the bracha of hazana uh, sakail. Many people don't know this halacha, which means that the person that says the bracha hazana sakail should at least finish, she should say the whole bracha loud, and definitely finish the bracha loud so that people should know that they could continue eating. That's where the zimun ends, not after he says, and then everyone continues uh, eating, and then, and then and you don't listen to the first bracha. Rav Sheish is saying the end of the zimun is at the end of the bracha of Azan. But you don't, if you don't mention them, you don't have to say the Nevorech. If I continue to eat, do I have to answer? Yes, no, you answer, sure, you answer Nevorech. Yeah, you answer Nevorech, and then you uh, don't have to bench the first bracha because you're listening, but then you continue eating, and then uh, you bench afterwards. Now the Gemara continues, since we mentioned the bracha of Atoiva Ametev, the Gemara will bring the source to the fact that Atoiva Ametev is not a bracha in Atayra. It's a takana that was made in a much, at a much later point. So Rav Yosef said, I'll prove to you the fact that Atoiva Ametev loved Aira that this bracha of Atoiva Ametev is not in Atayra. As we just uh, saw before, before we saw regarding Baini Yerushalayim, right? and also um, we had yesterday regarding the workers, that was in yesterday's Gemara. The Payalim, the workers, don't have to say the Brach of Ateva Meitav. When they finish Baini Yerushalayim, they leave to work. If it would be Menatayra, we wouldn't allow the workers, there wouldn't be any heta for the workers not to say it. That's one that I Yeah, Three yeah, workers. they do, yes. Omer of Yitzchak Bashmul Bamartel Mishmederav. Teida, I'll bring you another raya that the bracha of Atoiva Meitiv is not menatayrem. The Atoiva Meitiv, love thy raise, shaharei, paiseach bobe baruch, ve'en chaisen bobe baruch. This is a bracha that you begin with baruch, and you don't conclude with baruch. And the Gemara will explain how that's a proof, why this is unique. Kedetanya, we learned in Abraise, kol abrach is kulon, all brachas that we say, paiseach ben bebaruch, they begin with a baruch, ve'chaisen ben bebaruch, and you conclude with a baruch. Chutz, besides mi birchas apeiris, or birchas amitzvis, the brachas that we say on food, the brachas that we say on mitzvis, they're very short brachas, so therefore you don't conclude with a baruch at the end. U bracha smucha lechaverta, a bracha that's smucha lechaverta, so there over there you don't begin with baruch because it's a continuation of the bracha before that you did say baruch. U bracha achreine shebekriyashma, so there are some brachas that you begin with baruch, but you don't conclude with baruch. And there are the brachas that you conclude with baruch, but and you don't begin with baruch. Like by the birchas kriyashma, the second bracha or the last bracha, you don't begin with baruch, but you conclude with baruch. But the bracha of Atoi V'meitev is an exception. This is different. Even though it's following the previous bracha, and usually when you're following the previous bracha, you don't start with baruch, like the bracha of Noideh and Rachem, you don't begin with baruch because it's following the previous brachas, which began with baruch. So the same thing should have been with the fourth bracha. Atoi V'meitev shouldn't have began with baruch either. Nevertheless, you start with baruch, and you don't conclude with baruch, which is the opposite of the way it should have been. This proves that the reason why this is done, Chachazal wanted to separate, that this is not a continuation of the brachas menatayre, it's a separate bracha that they were masakin at a much later time. Okay, this was the, this, the Rashi over here brings, 
that Atoiva Meitiv, they were massacred much later with the, with the story of Haruge Beitar, the story when the by the time of Bar Koychva, when all when the, when the the whole city of Beitar was was killed, and they couldn't they couldn't come and bury the people of the city, and for many years they couldn't be buried. And at a much later point, they came back and they found that their bodies were still intact, mm. and they were able to bury them, and it was a tremendous miracle. So they were masakin this bracha in Yavne. They were masakin this bracha of Atoyva Meitiv to thank the Eibushter for the Haruge Beitar that were were given to Kvura. Why why is it Dafke and Benching? Why punk do we thank the Abishta for this great miracle that happened Dafke and Benching for the Kvura? Because the Altarem Shokhanarak says since the whole benching is an opportunity that it's all about thanking the Abishta for everything that he gives us, so Chazal Masakin that uh, we should say this in benching as well. This is Bracha Baruge Beitar. But as it's not it's 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 a later takana and therefore the Chazal started a baruch to separate it from the brachas before. What's the Havamin is the right, so? That's, that's the opinion that was brought before, and there's not only a half a minute. There is one opinion in the Braisa that holds that. It's a good question. We don't pass in that way. The, the, the first prophet is what makes them Deraisa. If you just say Bichrachman, Deraisa, you just say Bichrachman. Okay, that's a good question. Okay, we'll, there will we'll, we'll, be other discussions about that. Rav Nachman Ba Yitzchak said, I'll bring you a third proof to the fact that Ateva Meitiv is not Menateira. In a Beis oval, when they come to say the fourth bracha, instead of saying the regular nusach that we have at Toiva Meitiv, they say a different nusach. What do they say in the Beis oval? So there are two opinions. First opinion is, like the nusach that we say, and the continuation. By the way, the original Nusach, as you see over here, they were Masakin, was just Baruch HaToyva Meitiv. Baruch HaToyashem Lekeinu Malach Eilam HaToyva Meitiv. And that was the end of the whole Nusach of the Bracha. Everything that we say afterwards is based on Medrashim, and that they, they kept on adding different things than all the Harachamans. Those were all things that were added later on. But the original Nusach was these two words, HaToyv Bahameitiv. The Tevish is good and is, gives good, which refers to the Haruge Beta. Rabbi Kiva says, Baruch Dayanemes. They would begin the Baruch Baruch and then they would, instead of saying Ateva Meitiv, they would say Dayanemes. And but then the, the, the Nusach of the Baruch was different. So we see that you uproot Ateva Meitiv in a base of If it wasn't Ateva, you wouldn't uproot the Baruch. So the Gemara asks on the Tanakama, Ateva Meitiv in Dayanemes Loi? Well, does the Tanakama disagree completely to what Rabbi Kiva said? Then in the house of Oval, you say a Teva Meitiv and you don't say the Bracha of Dayanemes. The Gemara holds that in a base Oval, everybody would agree that you have to say the Bracha of Dayanemes. So therefore, the Gemara says, Elo according to the Tanakama, the Pshar is Afa Teva Meitiv. You say both. You say a Teva Meitiv and also Dayanemes. You include both details in the Nusach of the Bracha. You add Dayanemes. Marzutra Ikla Lebeira Vashi. Rabbi Marzutra was visiting Ravashi. Isra be Milsa, a tragedy happened. A family member passed away. And it was a base oval. Pasachu Barich, so when he benched and he said the fourth bracha, so the bracha that he said was, he began with Hatoiva Meitiv, but then he continued and says, Kael Emes, Dayan Emes, the Ebesh is a true judge. Shafid Bitzedek, he judges in, with, with righteousness. Lekeach Bemishpat, he takes a person's life with judgment. Vishalat by Lamai, Lasis by Kiritsainai, and he rules over his world to do according to his will. Kichol Drach of Mishpat, all of his ways are just. Shakel Shaloi, everything belongs to him. Vanachnu, Amoy Vavodov, we are his nation and his servants. 
Everything that happens, we are obligated to, to uh, thank him. And to bench him. He's the one that fences the breaches in Yidim. He will also amend, he will fence this breach that happened here, that it should be to life. This is the Nusach of the Bracha that you say in a house of a novel. Which is also brought in Shulchan Aruch. Al Tarebbe brings this as well in Shulchan Aruch. I'm not sure if this is the minute today. Does anybody know if this is what's said today in the base of Al Tarebbe brings it in Shulchan Aruch. By benching? By benching, yeah, in the fourth bracha of benching. Now the Gemara goes back to what we learned before regarding a person that interrupted in his benching and he was listening to the people that were benching and he's continuing to eat. This goes all the way back to the bottom of Memheim at base. Mm-hmm. Hey, we made an interruption. It all began with a story of Rav Zayda that got sick and Rav came to visit him. That's how we got into this whole discussion. So now we go back to that question of when he finishes his Suda, where does he go back to benching? Rav Zvit, He goes back to the beginning of benching. Even though he heard already at least until the end of the Bracha of Azan, but he goes back to the beginning. That's, this is how we pass him. But Rabbanan Omri, Rabbanan say, Lamakim Shepasak. That you go back to the place where he where he heard until until the bracha of Azan, that's where he goes back to. The Hilchase Lamakim Shapasak. The halach is that you go back to the place that you stopped. But, but the Psak halacha that we do today is that you go back to the beginning, you start benching from the beginning. Chlal today is different than Amal. Amal, the, the, the person that was uh, leading the bracha of, uh, of, of Zimun, he would lead the bracha and he would bench the whole thing for everybody. And everyone else would just listen. Today, there's an Indian to bench yourself if you could, so we go back to the beginning. Now the Gemara is going to talk about, not about the, the, the Indian of Zimun per se, which is what most of this Pedic is about, but more about the etiquette of eating and how people should come and recline around the table or the way it was then. That they, that they sat on couches and, or on beds on couches and they ate that way. Who should, what should be the order of the seating arrangements around the table or around the couches? Even though you are already from the older scholars, Parsoi, the Persians, they, to know how to set up the seating arrangements around the table and other th- details, as we'll see soon, other halachas, they are more uh, uh, proficient than you. When they have two couches that they're sitting on by eating, the one that's the, the leader, the godl, the person that's the, there, but he's the one that takes the head uh, of the, uh, of the uh, couch to sit on it. The one that's the second to him, sits above him, sits by his head. If there are three people that are reclining together to eat, the one that's the godl, the leader, he sits in the middle. The one that's second to him is who sits to his head. The one that's third in, in, in his prominence is Lamate Menu, sits to his, by his feet, sits below him. <coughs> this is the way the Persians, the way they set up the seating arrangements. <laughs> so Reish Galusa was telling to Rav Sheshis, this is a very good arrangement, they know what they're doing. Amalei, so Rav Sheshis responded, bahadei, so that, but this, no, this is not a good arrangement. Because if the Godel, the one that's the most prominent, if he wants to speak to the person that's second to him, 
Mitretz Tirutzi V'yasev. He has to straighten himself out. He has to pick up his head from his reclining position as they used to sit down and eat. They were Bahasev. He has to straighten himself out and, and be able to reach over to the person behind him to talk to him. So that's not comfortable for him. Amalei, so Rav Sheshis answered, so the Reish Galusa answered Rav Sheshis, no, that's not a problem for them, because Shani Parsoi, the Machvile B'mochoig, they don't have to, they don't communicate by his talking, they communicate with signs, language, and so he, 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 he doesn't, he could remain in his in reclining position, and he doesn't have to straighten himself out to lean over to him, so therefore it's not uncomfortable for him. <laughs> the Gemara continues, Rav Sheshis asked the Reish Galusa, since you're telling me how they, uh, the things that they do by a meal, let's hear what else they do. When it comes to washing for the meal, who's the one that washes first? <coughs> you have many people that have to wash, so who gets to wash first? So the Reish Galusa answered, the, first, the one that's the Godel, the one that's going to lead the Suda, the one that's going to cut the bread and make the bracha, he's the one that washes first. So, so Rav Sheshis answered him, Yeshiv Godel, the Yishmer Yadov, Achenotlukulan. So this Godel now has to uh, wait there until everybody else is going to come and and wash their hands. It's not uh, that's not that's not giving him honor that he has to wash first and then wait for everybody else. And he has to be careful with his hands that it shouldn't uh, get Tommy again. So he has to sit there and wait for everybody else. Amalei, mm. um, no, 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 he doesn't have to wait. La alter maise take kame. They immediately bring the table in front of him and he can make the bracha right away. Mm. Okay, so this is um, the way, way it was in those days. We learned this a few times already. They didn't have one large table that everybody sat around, but everyone was sitting on these couches and everyone had their little table in front of them. So they immediately brought the small table in front of him and he can make a bracha right away. Vaita the Gemara continues, Rav Sheshis asked him, How did they do it regarding Mayim Achreinim? Who gets to wash Mayim Achreinim first? Mayim Rishonim was it like a halachic thing? Or no, no, Mayim Rishonim refers to washing for Amaytzi. Oh, okay. Amaytzi. Mayim Achreinim, from where do they start? Amalei menakotn. The one that's the cotton. The one that's the least important. He's the one that starts washing Mayim Achreinim. <laughs> so the Gemara asks, so Rav Sheshis asked him, that is, the Godel Yosef, the Yadav Muzuhamais, Achenaitlan Kulan. So now the, the most prominent person has to wait there and sit with his hands being dirty and wait until everybody else washes their hands. And meanwhile, he's sitting there with his hands not clean, waiting for everybody else to do the Mayim Achreinim. Amalei, sort of, uh, the Reish Galusa responded, No. They don't remove the table, the small table that he had to eat upon until they bring the water to him. So until then, he could continue eating. So he's not waiting. Okay. This is what the Reish Galusa sir, uh, uh, shared from the Persians. We're not talking some about Persians. We're talking about uh, the Yidin that were from Persia, whatever. They, this was the way their minig, the way they had in their suddhas that they ate. Amarav Sheshes, Narav Sheshes said, I don't know the meaning of the Persians, but I can quote to you what it says in the Braisa. The Tanya in the Braisa it says, What's the order? What's the seating arrangement when people are sitting around the table or sitting on the couches? If you have two couches, the one that's the most prominent takes the, the head of the table or the head of the first position. The one that's second to him sits below him by his feet. So he shouldn't have to be matriach. He shouldn't have to 
pick himself up to convert to, to communicate with him, like he's like he said before. So therefore, he sits mm-hmm. by his feet. Bizman Bizman If there are three people, Shalosh Mitos, and there are three different couches. Godel Mesiv Beroish. The Godel takes the head of the table. Sheni Loyla Maile Menu. The one that's second is is placed behind him by his head. Shlishi Loyla Mate Menu. Then the third is placed below by his feet. Over here, in this case, you want him to be in the middle. There's no, there's no better arrangement. Even though it's not a perfect arrangement, he'll have to reach over to him to speak to him. But Rashi explains over here, this is the best arrangement possible. You Put want him to be the, the most the uh, prominent in the middle, huh? Mm-hmm. Put the Shani in the front and the Shlishi in the back. If Shani in the front, again? If he wants to speak to the Shani, at least yeah. he has an ability to speak to the Shani. Shlishi's in the back. You have to speak to the Shlishi? Shlishi's not as important. So either way, huh? Shlishi's one included. Yeah, you want to be close to the... So the Gemara earlier asked by the yeah. Shani that there's a Yeah, yeah, I hear your question. I hear, I hear your question. Okay, I hear. Dr. Gemara Weiter, the Bryce actually continues. Mayim Arishaynim, Maschilim and Agadol. How do you work with Mayim Rishaynim? Who washes first the Mayim Rishaynim? You start from the Godel. Like it said before also, that the, the, the Godel is the one that washes first. Mayim Achreinim, what's with the Mayim Achreinim? Bizman Shehem Hey, if there are five people that are joining the meal, Maschilim and Agadol. Then the Godel is the one that washes first, and the other four wash after him. Bizman Shehem Meya, if there are more than five people, even up to a hundred, a hundred is Labdafke, but it just means any other number that is more than five, Maschilim and Akatan, you begin with the person all the way at the end of the table, the one that's the least important. Atshem Agiyim Eitzel Hey, until you you come to the last five people, and then then you give it to the one that that's the most important and the one that's going to be benching. And the Brisa concludes the one that we bring the Ma'im to him at the end that he should wash first. He's the one that benches. Because, again, the similar idea that we had before, the one that, uh, he washes the Mayim Vachreinim, and then he's the one that benches. What's the pshat over here, Dafkin, the number five? Why Dafkin by five do you give it to the one that's benching? So the Rishayim say, and al brings in the Shulchan Aruch as well, because the way it was then, the one that was benching is the one that had to lead the actual benching. And they didn't have benches. He had to prepare himself to, to get himself put, put together to be able to bench properly. Mm-hmm. So it takes... The length of time that it takes four people to wash that's how long it takes for a person to pull himself together to be able to lead the benching. Okay. To the washing Mayim Rishainim, it says in the Alter Rebbe Shachanarach brings, if I remember correctly, he brings both days. Who should wash first Mayim Rishainim? Should the person that's going to be cutting the challah and making the bracha wash first, and everyone else washes after him. Then the Altar brings another opinion, the, the Rosh, that says that no, it's better the one that be- washes the bread, not to make a hefsik, he's the one that the washes time. last, and everyone else washes mm-hmm. before him. Right. Altar brings both days. Later they bring the water to them, yes? Then, by the Sudas, the way it was then, possibly. What do we do to, yeah. to Allah What? What do we do to not sure. I believe, I mean, uh, as far as I know, the minig is that the one that w- w- cuts the bread washes last. Washes last. Yeah. Ashi said in the name of Rav, the one that washes first. So as we explained here, first means before the other four people that will follow him. 
That's what first means. Who Mizumalabracha? He's the one that is designated to lead the benching the Zimun. Now the Gemara brings the story that we had before already. Rav Veravchia have Yasvi de Rebi. Rav and Archia joined the Sude by the house of Rebi. Amalei Rebi le Rav, Rebi said to Rav, Kum Mashi Yadich, go and wash your hands for my Machreinim. Chazdiye de Kamirsis, Ravchia saw that Rav became sort of afraid. He didn't know what Rebi wants from him. What is he telling him, go wash your hands? Amalei, so Ravchia said to him, what are you getting afraid? He's giving you an honor. Bar Pachsi, son of noblemen. I am Bebirchus Mazani Kamalach. All he's saying is that you're going to wash your hands first for my Machreinim because you have to prepare the benching. So go prepare the benching to lead the benching for the rest of us. Good. Uh, this man, I think the question is right. Uh, this man, Shane. Uh, the Shane is not. Uh, oh, so what's the answer?